So what happened? You hit friend zone and then like it fizzled? Yes, because I didn't know it was normal. Like I didn't know other people went through that. So I assumed mm -hmm. going through that meant we just weren't ma made for each other. Like I never knew that people went through this. All right. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Mean Girl Pod. Happy Monday. I hope you have a great weekend. Yeah, I hope you had a fabulous weekend, whatever do, you did. Do we still intro ourselves? I never know. Yeah. I'm course. Jordan. <laughs> I'm Alex. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I feel like you and I actually have such different voices where people would never fall for that. They know better than that. Yeah, they know. I'm Alex. That's Jordan. Um, so before we jump into all the crazy things happening in our life, we had a meetup last week. On Wednesday night at the same place where we had Jordan's birthday party, and it was a huge success. It was so much fun. <laughs> Everybody, I would say it was female heavy, mm -hmm. which I loved. Yes. A lot of girls came, and we didn't know if anybody was going to come, and <laughs> it was like flowing. People were there. They were having so much fun. They came with friends. Some people came, a lot of people came alone. So many, actually, I feel like more people came alone, and the goal of the meetup was for people to make friends and so many people did make friends you said some people were going out to dinner together afterwards which was perfect yeah so this group of girls came and i think some of them came with each other but then there was two girls who came alone and they all became friends and told me when they were leaving that they were all gonna get dinner together that week they were like <laughs> exchanging numbers going to things alone i i don't think i would that's the what balls. i was saying like i don't have the balls and i wish i did because it seems so liberating especially if you live in the city for a decent amount of time so yeah yeah totally that and yeah i felt like it was new york of it was very new york to go by yourself but also very yeah. mean girl mm. I, but the, ir the irony of that is i wouldn't do it <laughs> Same. but i support it i gotta tell you what happened to me this morning yeah mm. about 3 a.m Oh, like really early this morning. Early this morning. I woke up and I was convinced that I was a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> no, underneath a light. And I woke up and I was like, kind of had tears streaming down my face because I was like, I'm a, I thought I was a chicken and it was so vivid. And it took me about 10 minutes to talk myself out of being a rotisserie chicken. Wait, and that's never happened to me was before. Was the light in your bedroom on? The, no, the light in my bedroom was not on, but I thought, I think I was hot. Mm. I think I was warm. And my comforter like is really thick and it's been a problem lately, but I think it was extra bad last night. And I, and I couldn't go back to sleep. And I you was said freaking out. You were dreaming about it? I was dreaming about it and then I came to and I and I thought it was like real. So I was yeah. kind of like like I thought I was like trapped inside of a chicken and then I was like it's okay and then I fell back asleep imagining me telling you about it. You know it's so weird. I had very very vivid dreams last night too and you know when your dream is so vivid where you wake up and you literally like did that actually happen yes like i'm okay i didn't stab anybody yeah. like have you ever had a sex dream about somebody and it's so vivid where you wake up and you're like oh my god did i just cheat on my significant other i Has that ever happened to you yes 
Yes. And it's the, you wake up and you're like, it's over. I have run my relationship. And then you just look at the person and you're like, oh, it's all good. They yeah. don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows I killed somebody. Or that like a parent died. You're like, oh my God, my mom's dead. And then you oh. wake up like, no, it's fake. Life's fake. Fine. Or fine. the dream was fake. But also I always wonder, I'm like, because sometimes I, you have like intimate dreams about people that are the most random human beings that I haven't talked to in 15 years. I'm like, where did you, how'd you pop into my head? It's a sign though. Is what it? What do you think it is? Though? I don't know what it is. Like, I just think your brain is like pulling from those parts of your mm. life. And they're like, oh, you're thinking about this friend. And I think if you really thought about them, they probably, maybe it was a sport you played in high school and you felt a certain type of way. But I think your brain brings back memories because it's craving either stability or a certain part, yeah. like an emotion. Also, like not to get in dreams too much, but I believe there's a type of dream where when it feels so vivid, it's almost like that person's also having that dream, and it's like another way to connect in a, like a different way of life. It's like Ooh. a portal. No, I'm serious. You haven't heard that? No, I've never heard that. Astro dream. And I, okay, that's really that's interesting because mm-hmm. sometimes I, if Graham and I are like haven't had sex in a little bit, I will dream about it, mm-hmm. and I've never asked him like, "What did you dream about? <laughs> did you have that dream?" I also think it'd be awkward if it was just me. I just spit. I glee. That's a fantastic segue, Alex. And I, you know, it's just honest. I'm hot mm. because of the chicken topic, but I think that has it been a while since you and Graham have had sex. Is well, I have like... shingles, Jordan. So yeah, how's that going? <laughs> They're still there. I thought I was a rotisserie chicken. I have shingles and a cap fell off of my tooth. Oh, yes. You are struggling. Maybe they can't, maybe it fell off when you're at the Hamptons. <laughs> it had to have. <laughs> I, I said the first time I went to the Hamptons, I got literal Lyme's disease. I can't believe The that. second time I got shingles. And the third time, I guess a cap fell off. <laughs> Wait, so how many weeks has it been since you guys have done the deed? Two. Is that a long time for you guys in, that, in your relationship? Very. I, I, it's a long time. It used to not be. Maybe like a week and a half, but for right now, yeah, long time. And Graham like wants to. Yeah. But I, I don't want to be touched mm. at all. Yeah, I was going to say like, is it just because you're just like not feeling it or no. is it because you're like in pain? I'm in pain and like my whole part of my stomach hurts. Mm. Like, if you, you know, like I'll, I can touch it because it's so sensitive, but you know what shingles is? My mom, she worded it perfectly feels like something's growing roots in you and then the roots can stab you. Mm. So you don't want, that doesn't feel intimate, right? Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? No. It's kind of weird. Oh, my God. I feel like it's almost like contractions, but (laughs) on the side of your stomach. Yes. So Graham's supposed to just wait until they fizzle out? I guess. How long long has, or what's the longest time you guys have gone without having sex? Okay. Remember the friend zone Mm-hmm. The friend patch that I touched on. It was like when we got married. In your marriage episode. Yes, yes. In the marriage episode. We got married. And then six months later, we were like, we are best friends. You know, like, I felt like I'm hanging out with you. feel like I'm hanging out with him. There's not really any difference. Probably then, I think there was a point we went a month. Mm. Wait, so when you guys were living in together? F- living, t- fully living together. When you married. Guys- when married. you guys were in the friend zone, did that ever happen when you guys were just in a relationship or it happened once you guys were just married? Which seems odd. It does seem odd because I feel like a lot of people hit the friend zone. Well, I think you can hit it whenever. But we were so tumultuous when we were dating. 
it was like we dated. What, what do you mean by that? <laughs> do you not know what like, uh, I, I have heard it, but I need to like, come like, the you know, like a brace, like, like we broke up. It was like, it was rocky. Yeah. And then we would get back together and yeah. then it would be like the honeymoon phase again. So it would be like hot and steamy and like, yeah. I hate you and, and then, you and, and then the engagement yeah. <laughs> and like, that's another round of honeymoon phases. So we kind of always had like something to look forward to or like we were long distance, like there was all these things. So then we got married and it was like a constant. Yeah. And there was, it was normal and it was like a routine mm-hmm. and we really fell into dinner, having fun, coming home, changing. He like never would look at my body. Like it was very just like, so it was definitely two sided, totally two sided. Totally. That was the thing that I think is so odd. It was so two sided. We both were in the friend zone. I think it upset me more than him, which I think most of the time it upsets the guy. When we were going through marriage counseling, you went through marriage counseling? Before we got married. Like we Oh, everyone has to, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. that whole we were doing that whole thing. The guy said, he said, I don't want to know, Graham, what your jacking off situation, porn situation is. <laughs> Whatever it is, like it stops today. Okay. <laughs> and he was like, from here on out, like the only person I, he didn't say these words, but the only person that's gonna make you come is gonna be your wife. And at that point, I remember being like, that can either do one of two things for you. That can put a ton of pressure on me, or in one sentence that can kind of explain like the value of sex to you and it kind of did that for me more i was like okay this is like a powerful thing like i think guys like need to come maybe like i think they're like supposed to yeah i I think i think that's just something they tell you when you're 14 and they want a hand job but can't they get like blue balled like really like it gets painful if they don't come like too much build i think that's like high school boys like trying to make you like touch them i don't think it's not really i think it's real i think think it's real too i don't they have to ejaculate because like they are producing like sperm all the time no, no, I think they she's have to release right. it. Yeah, because think about we don't we uh, we are born with the amount of eggs we are born with, but they are constantly producing sperm every single day. And if they don't release that, it gets built up. I don't think so, guys. I it, really don't. I think that that's a, a myth by young boys. Wait, it's not it's like not a like release? breast milk. It's not like you need to pump it or you're gonna like. No, I think that like they just tell you that because they want you to like finish them when you're 16 and don't want to have sex with them. If you're a guy, can you please uh, let us know? <laughs> no, I think, I, I think, think it's real. I think it's good for them to, to yeah. come. No? Some, oh, tr- oh, trust me, so. the people will let us know. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna I know. Would, like, I kind of want someone to just walk in and like, tell us. Hey, hey, we have hey, a question for you. Are blue balls real? But you, scientifically, mm-hmm. like, do, do, I mean, I feel like it's the same way as like edging and you're like, I don't know what that means. Like you're like you're about to come and you don't, and then you're like frustrated. Yeah, I think that's as far as that feeling goes. Mm. Wait, but but I'm, I'm sure there's discomfort. I I really don't think it's a painful thing. I think that's what like boys tell you to pre- to make you feel bad into giving them like a hand job. I don't think it's painful, but I think it. I think we're like hardwired. Like I think it's good for you. Like I think it's part of the well, human yeah, just experience. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah, like I think it's a good. No, thing. I'm saying the blue balls pain thing. I think is a myth. Do you guys know that? Got um, it. Yeah. Do you guys know that there was a study that said um, <laughs> masturbation and having orgasms helped prevent COVID? <laughs> I'm serious. So like that or- must be why I never had COVID. <laughs> like literally, like <laughs> orgasms are good for you. Like coming is it. good for you. It's good for your health. They also say people who like come or orgasm on a regular basis get sick less. Huh? I believe That's that. I'm always healthy. That. <laughs> Have you ever used orgasming as a hangover cure? Um. I don't really get hungover, so I don't know. It's almost immediate. Okay, can I like huh. tell you a story quick? Then? <laughs> <Yeah>. No. 
like, yeah, on that vein, I don't know if I want to. I want to hear the story, but sure. You kind of do. Okay, so <laughs> on Tuesday, um, it was my birthday, and there was also a full moon. And you guys, I, all of a sudden, I was at work, and something hit me where I was so unbelievably horny. Like, I have never been that horny in my entire life. Like, I was, like, crossing my legs. I was like, I have to go home now. And I don't know what triggered it. I don't know why I was so horny. But it was, like, debilitating me. I felt like my underwear was, like, vibrating. What'd you do? What did you, did you solve it? I did. I did. Go home and get your vibrator? I had, you like had to. I literally ran home and I I was like thinking about him like, do I know any guys? Do I know any guys? (laughs) Who can come and have sex with me? (laughs) You you guys, it was so bad. I felt like the moon was like. It was so weird. I've never felt that way. I was like, what the fuck is happening to me right now? It was crazy. Literally crazy. See, I'm kind of jealous of that, though. Mm. Well, it's not an everyday thing. No, I know, but just to have like that, that like hit you. Like, I have somebody I could be like, "Hey, I'm very yeah. horny," and I'm like, "Why don't I want that?" Mm. I mean, where'd it come from? I, that's the thing. I don't know. It just hit me. I mean, I, I in my head, I'm like, it was because of the full moon. It was my birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the moon. The astrology freak. But I don't know. It was the weirdest thing. I was literally sitting at work, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh <laughs> my god!" I literally was like, I literally was shaking in my seat my legs were crossed and i was like i have to go home now wait what time was this at um <laughs> it was probably around like after our main girl meeting two <laughs> you should test it you should eat cake again like a like a, a big amount of cake maybe you're just see. so happy because you had a birthday cake at work like everyone was telling you happy birthday <laughs> you, like it was just like the attention the fun the love Maybe. Theory, theory could be... These are crazy. Cake made you want to fuck. Sugar horn. Uh-huh. How, how many times has that happened to you in your life? Um, No, like, Alex, this was, like... I oh, can't, once in a lifetime? Yeah, like... I, okay. I felt like my underwear was legitimately vibrating. I'm wondering if you touched me if that could happen to me. If I could channel that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. The more you touch yourself or like feed what is the word the more you play like what do you call it pleasure the more you pleasure yourself (laughs) and then the more it's like working out like you start to crave it more um i'm more horny you should ride that oh i i don't need to ride that i've been doing that for a long time i think that might be my problem wait so how often do you do it Mm, I mean, it like ebbs and flows. That's times the thing. A, week, a few times a week. Okay, it ebbs and flows. Yeah, I mean, there's been weeks where I do it every day if I'm bored. Because it's like a chore. Yeah. Not a chore. No, it's not, not, a, chore. A, chore. not a, chore. a chore. It's a fun thing. Yeah. That's the enemy is when it becomes mm-hmm. a chore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, I have a question for you that I wanted to ask before. Um, like, okay. at one point in your relationship, like in the beginning, mm-hmm. you go out, you're drinking, you have fun, and you come home, and like you're excited to have sex, and it's like for hours, and it's the best thing ever. And now, like, living together... You might have that same night, come home, change, brush your teeth, and you both just go to sleep happily. Mm-hmm. Do you feel lame about that? Because okay. sometimes I'm like, wait, should we? We should probably be having sex right now, but I'm just like so tired and cozy. I just want to go to sleep. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I have like so many layers to answer this. Because, okay, the going out aspect, when we come back, mm-hmm. I Graham doesn't drink. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm the one that's like had the wine. Oh, but this is a fun moment for us because he's like, "Do you want? Does that person with the wine in her want to have sex?" And I'm like, "Sure do." Like yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah, like yeah, he yeah. knows. So that that's like one thing where we like probably always capitalize on that moment. However, I feel like in New York we go out a lot more, just even like dinner. So it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You know what I mean? So. If that wasn't the case, do I think we would do it every night? No. Like, we don't do it every time, and I don't feel bad about that because it's so often. Mm-hmm. Also, the cozy thing, though, like being tired, this is where I start to wonder, like, that's when I say, is sex a chore? Like, I ask myself that question. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's like, the more... There, w- there was a point where sex was a chore. But everyone says, everyone tells you, like, the best way to keep marriage alive is... To have like a sexy sex life like a steamy sex life and I never really understood that or like felt that or or knew why until we fa- fell into the friend zone where I was like from the friend zone it's gonna go one of two ways it can go to the right or to the left let's say the right is good times sex love steam but to the left is like arguing fighting a problem breaking up breaking up something like that if we go to the left and we came from the friend zone I don't have anything to look forward to. Why would I want to get out of that fight? Mm-hmm. You know, like if hope is somewhere you've been before, you're like, now we're fighting. I don't want to go back to the friend zone. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. When you were in the friend zone, were you like actually not attracted to him at the time or were you just not into sex at the time? That's a really good question. I was attracted to him. I, I wasn't. Yeah. But I was attracted to him in a way of like, like, why did it turn into the friend zone? That's what I'm wondering. Like, what triggered that? You asked me a great question the other day. You said, do you think you married for emotional or physical? Yes. And I was like, emotional. And then I had to work for physical. Oh. Like, yeah. Graham and I were highly emotionally compatible. Um, but physically... You know how sometimes you have, like, insane sex with somebody and it's like, but you kind of fight a lot. Yeah. And it's like you feel all these things or you're like, we get along great. I can do life with this person when it's bad, when it's good. We push each other. We were more that. Okay. And then I was like, for the, we have, <laughs> but we have to make it 50-50 because I think a successful relationship is emotional and steamy. Yeah. Well, because I think a lot of people, when you get into a relationship, I think we forget that you're never going to find someone that's perfectly 50-50. So it's like, do I want to date this person for the stability the emotional connection or do i want to date this not crazy person but like this like person makes me hot and heavy but we don't like the best like emotional relationship because you said with your ex you hit the patch and and you guys broke up yes because i didn't know it was normal like i didn't know other people went through that so i assumed Mm -hmm. going through that meant we just weren't made for each other like i never knew that People went through this. So what happened? You hit friend zone and then like it fizzled? Yeah. we. I mean, we dated for five years. We hit friend zone about like a f- year four. And it was for so long where I was kind of like, well, nothing's going to change. But I also didn't try to make it change. Because why? You didn't care? I didn't know how to make it change. And I also didn't know it was normal. So I never thought that it could change. That's fair. Mm. If that makes the same sense. thing happened to me. Yeah. And sometimes I, I mean, it's for the best. Like, I think. Yeah. I don't think we, we would have worked out anyway. But sometimes I think that the moment I realized I wanted to break up with my, like, six-year relationship was the friend zone thing. I didn't know it was real. I remember yeah. crying to my mom on the couch about it. Like, I remember saying, I want to feel passionately in love with 
with the person I'm with. I'm 23 years old and I don't feel that way. But I had yeah. in the past. So I wonder if I had known that, if I would have stuck it out. Hearing you say that you and Graham went through the friend zone was like the most eye-opening thing because I truly had no idea that that was common. Like, how did you guys get out of that? It took... I don't think it's a bad place to be. I, I need you to walk me through the whole thing. Yeah, like, yeah, the yeah, moment yeah, yeah. you were aware of it... And you jumped on it. And how you had a conversation on it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I cannot even imagine... And, like... I cannot imagine successfully getting out of the friend zone, so I need to know everything. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Start from the beginning. Graham and I used to be, it's like we used to be the sex, drugs, rock and roll type thing. (laughs) Yeah. And I loved that phase, but I knew it wasn't sustainable. Mm -hmm. So him and I, when we were engaged and getting married, we were also growing up. Some of our friends were having these jobs. Like we started to take life a little bit more seriously. And so with that, we got married at that time and we stopped going out as much. We fell into like a pretty serious routine. He would go to an office every day. I would work from home. We had been married for six months. Like the honeymoon kind of wears off, you know, and you're like, okay, so you're going to come home every day at five. We're going to make dinner and then we're going to, we're going to eat it together. Maybe watch a movie or something, fold some laundry and then go to bed. Mm -hmm. And we would have sex at night sometimes. And then it just kind of got to where we would be going to bed and we'd be like, I'm exhausted. We're just like, what's the point? We weren't arguing. That was the thing. We weren't ever arguing in the friend zone. We got along great. Because mm-hmm. we were just like best friends. Best friends. We never held hands, though. Anything like that. Oh, so you lost your physical touch altogether. Totally also, lost when you were touch. about to have sex, was it like <laughs> weird? Was it like, oh, kind do you want to go have sex? That's the word I wrote down. It was awkward. Yeah. It got yeah. kind of awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were like, we know we're supposed to have sex because, like, you're married and that's what you do on a Thursday night when you get in bed. But we were both kind of like... Like, were you kind of like, mm. hurry up and get this over with? Like, come, yes. I want to go to bed? Yes. It was like, it was a <sighs> sex became Ew, a chore. But I knew, but I knew, I was like, I remember these fun, steamy times. I love this person. So it was like, okay, we, ha- we have to address the elephant in the room. We have to be like, I went first. I'm more emotional. Of course you would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I scream things out loud. He's a little bit more of an internalizer. So I was like, hey, I started out, I felt really awkward. So at first when I started out, I was kind of like, hey, do you think like we should, or like you could tell, like I miss when you touch me kind of like I miss when you just like grab my ass out in public. And at first he was like, yeah, yeah. But I, you know what I think he thought? I think he thought this is what marriage is like. Oh, I think a lot of people do. I think they think that's how it's supposed to be. And then they just stick with it. That's so true. And you're like, and you're okay with it. Yeah. You're like, you know, this is what it is. This is what we've seen. Because also not like our parents' generation, they don't, they don't talk about sex like we do. So we just assume they don't have sex and it's normal not to have sex. Like that's my biggest fear. Get married and then you lose all the steam. Yes. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, it doesn't, no, no. It, we do not have to be this way. Like we mm-hmm. can juice this up. Steam, we can have sex at noon if you want to come home for a lunch break. Yeah. Like, we have to spice this up, or I don't think I, this isn't fun for me. So, do you think it was the routine that was the biggest, that, that caused it the most? I think it was the routine. I think it was fear. Mm-hmm. I think we both assumed this is just, I mean, it's going to happen at some point. The honeymoon phase is going to wear off. We're going to, it's going to suck. And then I think we both were like, this is it, it's happening. You know, this is the marriage thing. This is the enemy. This is the boringness of it. Like, mm. and it was like, why would you just fall into a stereotype voluntarily? Yeah. You know? And so we started really having to be like, okay, 
you got to touch me. I, I would touch him first. I grab his hand and little things like that. And it's like when you go to the gym, mm-hmm. you know, muscle memory, muscle memory. And you're like, okay, I, I'm going to the gym at first. I know it's not fun, but then I'm going to start looking better. Then I'm going to be able to run on that treadmill a little bit longer. Then I'm going to feel good. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to like love myself. And that's what started to happen. So did you start to like change up things you did in the bedroom? Like, did you buy lingerie? Did you try new positions? Like, how did you get your sex life to be sexy again? I literally can't imagine going, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can't. I, I wish I could ask him this. He asked his therapist at the time, too. He was like, what's, like, what can I do? And I don't know what the therapist said, but it was good. He was like, this is normal, but you two have to, A, start talking about it. It was seriously, like, awkward. The yeah, person yeah, I know, yeah. like, really well, I'm like, hey, we need to fuck <laughs> Should we more. go have sex? Yeah. Literally, literally yeah. yeah. We downloaded an app, which gives you, like, a new position every day. Okay, that's fun. It was very fun. Then we found our favorites. Telling you guys, you know how I feel about the 69. That, like, got me through it. Wow. And lingerie. Like, he would buy it. Like, different times of the day, you have to, like, mix it up. But we were just like, we cannot fall into routine. I want to go to bed. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Routines are Chore. healthy but scary. <clears throat> I don't even think that you need to switch it up that much. I think you just need to have a conscious effort to, like, be so present when it's happening. Oh, the pre- do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. yeah. sometimes you could have sex for like three minutes, n- like in missionary, and you're like, that was awesome. Yeah. If the passion's there. Yeah. That's the thing. I enjoy sex. Mm-hmm. When we're when we're flirting and things like that, I'm like, I want to go home and have sex, dude. You're my husband. I love it. I feel really connected to him in that way. But I think when you fall out of it, you're like, oh, we got to do that thing. We got to check that box. Yeah. But yeah, if you're present and you're like enjoying it, like, do you enjoy having sex? Because it's different for you. Yeah. Because are you doing it? Like, why do you? Yeah. So <laughs> the way I like describe it is so I, it's very hard because I'm a very sexual person. Mm-hmm. I love like making out, touching people. Um, I'm horny a lot of the times, but I don't love sex a lot of the times. But I think what I'm learning is I am. Somebody who needs to be really connected with someone okay. to have sex. Like we talked about in that one episode, like one night stands aren't fun because I'm not connected with that person. I just feel like I need to be very comfortable with someone to have great sex. Because I've had great sex, but it's with people that I am extremely connected with. I've only had great sex a few times in my life. Really? Yeah. So you, so you are, you are sexual. Like very. You're, like you're a very, like you're a very sexual person. Yes. But it, you need to have like the passion attached to it. Mm-hmm. So how do you, how are you doing like with being single? Yeah. Being single. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, well, I mean, so I didn't have sex for about two years cause of COVID and mm. it like, it didn't bother me. Like I wasn't bothered by it, but I was bothered by the thought of it. Cause I thought people were going to think I was weird for not having sex. Like not that anyone's like, so when was the last time you had sex? But it was like, <laughs> it was going on like two years. And I was like, that's so embarrassing. But I was like, why? Why did you think it was embarrassing? I think cause society like teaches us if you're not having sex regularly you're like a loser i felt like a loser mm. like i literally felt like a loser i was like i no one finds me desirable like that's such a movie trope yes mm-hmm. you know what i mean like if it wasn't for movies i feel like no one would think that a hundred percent it's so funny too because it takes so much to like go out go on the dates that you do put yourself out there like mm-hmm. you do i think it's like one of the best things that you've done since i've known you i'm like oh my god you're a thorough like you really you shoot your shot truly oh yeah some people mm-hmm. are like i'm single woe is me and it's like for you it's like we can definitely say you try yes 
And then to think about it in terms of like the people that you've slept with or like the number that it is. Yeah. It's like that's so funny that we would put value on that as opposed to like the effort that you do. Right. Like I remember when I came to New York and I finally had sex and the, my biggest thought was, oh, now I can finally say it hasn't been two years and I can say it's been like a few weeks. Wait, no, we even talked about that on here. I think I'm, I think I was like part of that. I think I was like, wait, how long has it been? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why did I, why did I do that? Why did I care? I don't, it, it's a society thing. Like you're like, wait, cause it's almost like you think you can't, like people can't function without having sex regularly well, with wait, another human. Wait, could you though? Yeah, it was fine. I mean, I know how to do, I can do it myself just as good. That's the thing. Okay. That's yeah. where, that's where yeah. I think I'm getting caught up. Cause I was like, hold on. We just talked about how like sex is good for us. Yeah. But you could do it yourself just as yeah, good. I mean, I love, I love doing it myself and I know how to like do it the best. How long does it take you? <laughs> I can do it pretty quickly because I sometimes want time crunches. Three to five minutes? Yeah, I can do it three to five minutes if I need to. I just need to stop visualizing it. Yeah, <laughs> please don't do that. It makes me uncomfortable. No, no, no. It's good. I'm proud of you. Feeling your best starts with what you eat. Amen to that. Sakara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle and truly enjoy it with delicious, plant-rich, transformational nutrition that builds a foundation for a living in your best body. This is true. I have used the Sakara products for probably like a year. I'm obsessed with them, especially the power bars. Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. Sakara gives you the tools you need to transform your life with their organic ready to eat meal delivery that is programmed and functional for wellness essentials. It's phenomenal if you're always on the run. It like works really well for Jordan and I's lifestyle. You thought you weren't going to like the salads and she loved them. Oh, so good. Mm, the parfait. Oh. Each parfait was so good. That so. bread thing that they gave us? Every single thing and it makes life yeah. easy because they send it to you and then you just have to take it. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. Sakara's so functional, plant-rich, wellness essential helps you create a body that you love living in and that you'll feel good about when you're having sex. <laughs> perfect for the podcast. And right now, Sakara is offering Offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to Sakara.com slash mean. Enter code mean at checkout. M-E-A-N. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash mean to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash mean. Run, don't walk. <laughs> uh, the, the, the body count thing's funny. Yeah, I just think like I've learned over the years that I need to be very emotionally and physically connected with someone, which is very hard to find. When you, when you are emotionally or physically connected with somebody, do you consider sex a chore? Or no, you really enjoy it? Wait, when I, when I find someone very... When you, yeah, when you're with... Oh, when, you're find, when you found the person. Oh, no, I want to, like, jump their bones all the time. All the time. It's just hard, too, because I think I'm in my head a lot, and I have, like, insecurities with my body, so I, like, think about that, and I think that takes a lot of weight takes away from the sex a lot especially like when i'm with someone new because i'm like what if they like judge my body or what like are they liking it like i just i'm in my head way too much so i need to figure out a way to get out of my head that the getting in your head thing is really funny with sex Mm -hmm. because so i just enjoy it yeah but graham's always like i'm in my head why are you guys in your heads what about what well like when i'm having sex all i think about is like are they enjoying it do they think like is my stomach flat enough like do they think my but is like big enough to grab like I that's like literally all the things that go through my head like do they think my boobs are big enough like I that's all I think about it's like the other person I never think about me but but sometimes aren't you not enjoying it are you thinking that about them though no that's what I'm saying like are you but like when I'm super emotionally connected with someone or physically connected with them I don't have those insecurities because I like I know our connection is I'm comfortable with them 
Like I don't, I'm not insecure with my body around people I'm comfortable so with. You, so then you're out of your head and you're yeah. just doing, you're present and you're doing sex to have sex and yes. you're loving it. But with okay. these newer people, that's all I can think about. And the next thing you know, I'm like, I'm not even enjoying this because all I'm thinking about is if you think my stomach's flat enough for you. Does being, does being drunk help or like take the edge off a little? It does, but then I'm... Yeah, I mean, we, we know how I feel about drunk sex. Don't enjoy it as much. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Because, like, with you, do you and Graham enjoy sex because you're so comfortable with him and you know he'll love you no matter what you look like? Yes. I... Are I, you ever insecure about your body with him? Yes. Okay. That was one thing I didn't say last episode about the nudes was it, a big insecurity for me would be I would send a nude and it would be like the perfect angle with the best lighting. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, wait, but when he sees me in person, he's going to be like, like, what if I, I still am insecure about my body with him? Yeah. Um, and he's so sweet about it. But still, I've been married three years and I still am like, is my body good enough? Like, is my stomach flat enough? I think about that all. I'm always like, I want to stay in shape for him. Mm-hmm. So I feel good when we're having sex. And it's like, what? Does he even care? Doesn't could he, he even notice? I was gonna say, would he even notice? I could gain or lose ten pounds. <laughs> I'll notice the one pound. He mm-hmm. won't notice any of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think guys notice or care. And I don't think they think about that for us. No. He's not like, let me go to the gym for her. Like, I know. <laughs> yeah. If anything, they stop going right. to the gym. Literally. Yeah, like it's so funny, but I it's, do that. It's frustrating though, because I feel like girls feel like they need to be this like perfect person because that's what society tells us that guys like but it's impossible yeah i think it's the magazines or like the yeah. stereotypical of porn with like the hot girl but no one like i've never noticed what the guy looks like underneath her on like a magazine yeah but the girl's like so sexual so in our heads like you want to be her yeah you have to be her you yeah aren't good enough you're supposed to you know what i was used to be really bad about mm. when we were dating i would always be like am i as hot as like the porn person he looked at all the time like it, i would be hard. i would be in the middle of sex and i'd be like oh this is bad I would think though I would be like is he thinking of me right now or like is there a chance that he's imagining like another girl and it used to just make me want to cry wait did Graham watch porn a lot when you guys were in a relationship (laughs) I have no idea oh I never asked (laughs) what's Graham's porn history (laughs) oh I don't even know I was just wondering like if you guys like talked about like he watches it a lot no we never talked about it the only time porn came up was when the marriage guy was like it stops now and I didn't even ask him yeah. Because afterwards, Graham was like, I just want to let you know it it will, it stops now. Mm. Like any of that, he's like, it just know that you'll, you, if I come, it will be because of you for the rest of our life. Mm. So I never even bothered asking. And I don't even know what he did before. But I would be, we would be having sex and I would be like, is he thinking of someone else? Like, am I, do you, anybody ever wonder that? Is that just me? I would be like, are you thinking of something? Well, did it happen after the cheating situation? Oh, it's <laughs> like that's breakthrough. That's, it's very <laughs> triggering. Oh, yeah. oh, that could have that could have yeah. been. I don't. I can't place like where. Yeah, prob- honestly, probably. That's, I feel like that's very normal. That would probably be my one like lasting trauma from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you still think that? No, it's so nice. I don't. Even, no, not at all. It's just so. I wonder. I'm curious to why Graham would be in his head. Like, what? Like, do you think it's because like he's thinking about so much in life? Or, you know what I mean? I always, I'm curious about that. He's like you. He's always wondering. He's like, are you enjoying it? Oh. And I'm like, wait, why don't people pleaser? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, too. why don't you just enjoy it? And then I enjoy it. Yeah. Because someone one time told me, they were like, when I have sex, all I, all I do is think about myself too much. And, I'm, and he's like, I need to think about the girl more. I'm like, no, like I would give anything to be more selfish during sex. All I think about is the other person. And I want to think about myself more. Like, I want to be more selfish during sex. 
Yeah, no, how how do you not... I don't know how to do that, though. I don't know either. Well, I think just try, like, just one day be like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, because I'm not going to be afraid, like, they didn't enjoy it. I think, too, I'm, like, so... My ego's so big where I, like, would rather have them leave sex being like, Jordan was awesome than me, be, than me think, like, that sex was awesome. Yeah, but it's out of your locus of control. Yeah, and you when know? you're married, I mean, that shouldn't, it shouldn't matter. Well, I think when you get in the... I think when you know... Does it happen to you when you don't know the person when it's new? When it's like, a, let's say it, it was like the first time you went home from the bar. You don't know what they like. But when you start to know what they like, do you feel more confident about it and you can enjoy it? Yeah, I'm sure I do. I just haven't been, um, I haven't been in a relationship or like had consistent sex with someone since like 2019. So it's hard to remember. So it's hard to remember, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I, I think you're right. I think you're dead on. I think is, if I was in a relationship with someone, I would stop. That would, that would leave. Yeah, I would think that would be a factor. Yeah. But it's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, question for you. How often, like, do you guys have sex? Like, is it a certain amount of week? Like, does that ever get in your head? Because I feel like being married, everyone's always like, well, how often am I supposed to have sex with my spouse? Like, to keep it spicy or normal. I know. I get this question a lot. People will be like, what's, <clears throat> like, what is normal? And I'm like, I don't know. All I know is some weeks it's seven days. Some weeks it's three. times sometimes it's all seven sometimes it's twice like it ebbs and flows so much my only thing is as long as sex isn't feeling like a chore and i want to do it i'm cool with however long like however many times a week that is does it ever still feel like a chore like every once in a while yeah i can catch it though Mm mm-hmm I can be like, I'm upset about this shingle thing. I'm upset about this like dry spell. Cause he's like, I, he's like, I miss you. Like I want to touch you. Yeah. And I'm like, cause you do kind of have to get back in the flow of things after a dry period. Yeah. You know, I can't even imagine that, especially because you want to, that's the biggest thing. It's not like you're the dry spells. You'd be like, I don't want to like, I want to touch you. Yeah. I think when you, st- I think when you, when it hits you and you're like, sex is feeling like a chore, you're like, snap out of it. Oh no. A hundred percent. We're in this forever. But it's like. If people are struggling because it feels like a chore, it's like, how do you, how do you prevent yourself from getting into that best friend phase, you know? I think you have to talk about it. I, it's going to be so awkward. Yeah. But you're going to have to be like, I'm obsessed with you. I love you. And I love when we're flirting and touching each other. And right now we're not. So what do we got to do? Also, I think it's safe to say that since Alana, me and you have all gone through it, like, it's a very normal thing to go through in a relationship. I think... I if you if somebody says you're not, I think it would be a lie. They just haven't been together long enough. I honestly think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or you don't want to like admit. admit yeah. It. Yeah. Well, it's embarrassing. It's embar- it's embarrassing and it's awkward. Yeah. But I think you have to talk about it because, like, for you, maybe you're like, I need you to talk to me. But for me, it's like I need you to touch me. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're all different. So you have to sit down and be like, What do you need? For me, it's like I need you to grab my ass. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, well, I'm sure sometimes the best friend phase, like, actually is the best friend phase, and it just means, like, you should break up, kind of like what happened to us. <laughs> but, like, it's, it's good to be aware of that. And it also, is. You know I wish I, I wonder what would happen if I knew. I don't think I had a, there was no hope for me. I think you know without a doubt. Yeah. I think it would be, it would be. There was definitely underlying issues that would have presented later on that, like, we, we shouldn't have been together. But at that point in time, that was why I broke up with him. Same. No, same. It was just because it had become friends, friendy. Yeah, I just like wasn't like excited about any type. So like, sex is very important to me. Like I said, I'm a very sexual person, and when I didn't have that in a relationship anymore, I'm like, I can't go the rest of my life without having a good sex life. Like, I, that's very important to me. 
I think, okay, so I think if someone's listening to this and they're like, we're kind of in the friend zone, what do I do? You know, is it, do I, do we break, is this grounds for breaking up or can we get through this? For me, it was so obvious. Like I loved everything. Like I wanted it. I was like, I want to touch you. I want to have the steamy sex. Right there. You can tell if you actually, if you want it. Or not. If you're over it. You're yeah. Like, yeah. This is like, I, mm-hmm. I think that would be the thing. It's simply like in my heart. I was like, I want it so bad. Mm-hmm. I'm like, obs- I, I can see it. I can picture it. We're just not doing it. Yeah. So that was the simple answer for me. Like mm-hmm. it, it was just so simple. Oh, okay. I, I think I was to the point where I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm done. That was gross. Yeah. So weird though, because gross I think, I, I think he's very attractive. Like mm-hmm. physically he's very attractive and I just wasn't sexually attracted to him at all. At this point, like the thought of having sex with him was like disgusting to me. <laughs> okay, that's then that's your yeah. shame. Yeah, there's probably no coming back from that. I've ne- I've always, I've never felt that. I've never been. It's always through me been like, I want to jump your bones. I just want to have the want to want to. Like okay. hyper analyzing everything he was doing while it was happening. Like, why the fuck would you put your hand there? Yes, I was the same way, Alana. Like, oh my god. So that's the line. <laughs> Wait, I think we should clarify this. Yes. Because that's that for me would be Graham has never <laughs> one time in my a lot of guys would give me the ick and yeah. I could not turn back the, the ick. ick. Your term. <laughs> the ick. They would yeah. give me the ick and I can't you can't unsee it, I can't turn back from it. Yep. Not one time, not one second. Graham and I have we're not perfect, it's been ups and downs, but not one time has he ever grossed me out. Because like for you, you wanted to have sex, but you just couldn't. For us, we did not want to, and we could not. And but we were, did not want to. You were, yeah, and it sounds yeah. like you were like, I can't. But not like, and it's almost weird because, like, Alani made a great point. Like, physically, they're still attractive. Yeah. Nothing that they were doing, it's just our brain was like rewired to be like, no. Yeah, it was, it's so, it's such a weird switch, like, switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, almost like when you date someone, you, they could have the grossest flaws, but since you love them, like you could care less, you're still sexually attracted to them. It's like that goes away and you see all their flaws and it actually really gross you out now. Yeah, you're like, "Wait, um You're like, "Ew, you how much toenails too by? long." Ew. Yeah, uh. But like, that's you know, real. but you know when you like really love someone, you're like, "Your toenails could be as long as can be. I just love you." Sometimes I'm like, "I just think that's so cute." Or like their pimples <laughs> are so cute, but then yes. it's like, "Right, you could be sexually attracted to someone that's like not that hot." Yeah. Oh, totally. Like you can't like you can't really like fix that. Mm-mm. Exactly. I don't, I don't think you come back from that no. feeling. Also, this kind of plays into like I've, I've I've been seeing some DMs that are like I don't know. We were talking about this. The I'm not so sure. Like we might need to break up. And earlier, you and I were saying how hard it is because we've both been there to break up with somebody when like you're feeling it like when when you know you need to and you want to hold on because it's it's easier in the moment to hold on but like having to actually i read these messages and my heart breaks because i'm like oh no like you want to throw up you imagine that person dating another girl what if he doesn't what if he doesn't fight for you what if you break up with him and he realizes he's happier without you like this stuff just goes through your head and i just want to cry and i just i don't even have advice for those as the one that broke up but then like you're the breaker upper or, like you, or you know you need to. Mm. Yeah. You know you need to, but you're just like, I can't. It just makes me want to cry. The worst thing in the world, too, is when you need to break up with someone, but you can't picture your life without them. That, like, makes me want to, <laughs> my heart crumble. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know deep in your heart you can't be with this person for X, Y, Z reasons, but, like, you just can't picture your life without them. I think that's when you go into justifying mode. Mm-hmm. And you're like, but... 
but and that's where we that's where we say we don't give advice but if it's not a hell, hell yes. yes it's a no, no. <laughs> yeah no i hate it it's so true though like oh it just sucks especially especially oh at this age too because i mean i'm getting close to 30 now and the last thing i ever want to do is settle so I'm hyper picky about the people. The I'll be hyper picky about the person I want to spend my life with. So I feel like I'm always like I don't, I don't know. I don't really know where I'm going with this this little tangent. But I just feel like I'm always gonna. I don't know. That well, that's actually different because you're saying you. That's good. I feel like that you would be picky. Where the opposite of that is like you're holding on because yeah. it's like you feel like your clock's ticking. It's and always so, so you're like it's so bad too when it's like your friend or family like when you can see it as an outsider like that it's like your best friend you're like that guy is so bad for you but they and they can see it too but they just can't break up and we're sitting there she's talking to you about him yeah and you're like let me do this one for you mm-hmm. you know and you just want to scream yeah but okay so that's one how do you feel about though what do you think is the line of like saying something and then they marry that person you know being like uh hey don't know how else to put this but he's an asshole and then you're standing there as a bridesmaid and you're like i called him an asshole and she hasn't forgot that <laughs> yeah i don't know That's i so tough I, so out of my friends that are married they're married to good guys but i do have friends who are dating shitty guys and then i've thought about them like if it gets to the point of them getting engaged is like do you do you, yeah. do you is it your position to tell them or do you let them figure it out on their own i don't know well alex you probably have experience with that because of like the you and graham getting back together right oh yeah you're, did like, you're from the other him? side like you were the uh, yeah so i when graham cheated on me i can think of all of my best friends the overwhelming majority of them all of them never it's like I don't know. They must have read a book on it. Not one of them said one bad thing about him. When, it was, never, when it was currently happening? Currently happening. I'm wow. like, he cheated on me. My friends were like, we respect your decision. This is really tough for you. Graham wasn't a bad guy was mm-hmm. the thing. I think they knew that. I think they knew Graham was a good person. This was a bad action. Mm-hmm. I had one friend who was like, you have to break up with him. We don't speak anymore. She, she actually won't let me follow her on Instagram. What? So I'm kind of okay Jesus. saying it. But like she, she very much so was like, "This is bad," and and that's and I was okay with that at the time. But I stand here today and I remember all of my friends being like, "We're just going to respect you, yeah, and let you do your thing." I didn't ask them though. I never said, "What's your advice to me?" I think if somebody asks you, then you can say okay, here's how I feel. Even then, though, I would really walk the line of what you said. But if they don't ask, I don't think you tell. I also think the biggest thing that I've learned in life about relationships is it doesn't matter how many times you tell someone to leave someone. They're never going to listen to you. Only they can make that decision. So it's like, do you really want to waste your time talking shit and trying to persuade them where they end up presenting you? Or like, do you just let them do their own thing? Which I know it's very, very hard. Massive point, though. Yeah. You can spray paint a building mm-hmm. and say, and, and, and why do we make it about us? That's where we it make everything about us. You're like, <laughs> but, but you're not listening to, like, for me, like, and it's just like, you could say it till you're blue in the face. Mm-hmm. You're, you are so right, Jordan Woodruff. They are not. No. They're not going to listen. Because the thing about all the times you've been in a, hopefully not all the times the one time you were in a toxic friendship or relationship like 
someone your mom could shake you and tell you to end things with them but the only person who will end it is you went on on your terms like it doesn't matter what someone says or does it's like literally it's like a flip of a switch you're so right even if you ask your best friend Mm -hmm. even if you're like i want your advice or i want your opinion on this and they give it to you you're not gonna like you're gonna do you're gonna do what's in your heart anyways yeah like i remember my high school boyfriend was such an asshole and (laughs) nice (laughs) and my best friend was like so against him and it ended our friendship for a while and i that like remind me it's like it like you trying to force your friend out of a relationship can actually hurt your relationship because they'll start blaming you and resenting you versus the person's actually causing the problems you're right every time every time they will that happened Mm -hmm. to me in high school too yeah yeah i mean i mean it was high school so we were all stupid back then but it's just something that like i learned and carried through life that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the answer too. Like you exert your. If they ask, I think you can say, mm-hmm. but say yeah. also like I know you might not take like take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. No hard feelings. How you take it? I also think it's okay too if let's say their family member or their friendship like if it gets to the point where it, it becomes too much like it's okay for you to remove yourself from the situation. Be like, hey, I respect that you want to stay with X, Y, and Z, but it's causing too much stress in my life where I will be removing myself from our relationship. And I think that's so okay to do as well. Oh, and I, th- I think that's, I think that's actually a really good point. And the older we get to, it's like the more you have to be like, okay, I'm going to just do a personal boundary here. Mm-hmm. Th- that, that personal boundary is probably out of love anyways. Being 100%. Like, I care so much about you. I can actually start doing things. I'm not proud of saying yeah. things I'm not proud of because I love you. Yeah. I've ended a friendship because of that. Really? Yeah. I mean, she just like, she wouldn't let him go and he was so unbelievably toxic and it was causing her so much mental health issues which was like like coming on to us and i was like i'm sorry like if you keep him alive i respect that but like i can't be around you because he's turning you into a person that i just can't that's like see man that's too bad yeah it's you don't you don't pick who your friends date Mm -mm. marry i've been really lucky with that i've been really lucky with that but it would be it would be really sad if like one of like somebody you were so close with or like one of your very best friends married somebody yeah. forever that you were just like he changes you mm-hmm. and then you hear those stories where they're like yeah i don't see them anymore because their spouse kind of took them away and i'm like that's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking like you don't see your best friends or best friend anymore because their spouse wasn't the right person for them i love when i love when people get together and equally make an effort for both sides of the friendships there's nothing more attractive than dating someone or like when your friends are dating someone who makes an effort to be your friend. Yes. And he's like, and the guy's like, okay, so if you start dating somebody and he's like, let me come into your world yeah, and, you're like, and let me go into yours and let's do it equally. Yeah. How, I mean, I don't know. I hate when it goes any other way. I know. But like Graham and Mike too, like they do such a great job, like trying to get to know the people in your life. Like the, the podcasts we do, they come to the events, they try to be involved. Like, that's just so amazing. I said that to Graham this morning. I was like, how special. I, I felt I, I felt really loved with him last night, like looking over and being like, thank you for coming mm-hmm. and like wanting to participate in like our lives and like yeah. being a part of this, like with us. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what else would I do? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Did nothing. That's just because Graham's a great guy. <laughs> you think twice. Don't be a dick. No, it's just, yeah, it's funny to think about. Oh, I want to tell you something funny. And inter- one of the interns said to me last night, oh, God. you guys are going to die. What? Oh, God. I, it's been really bothering me. Oh, no. Name them uh, by so name. So I'm 26, you're 27, and yeah. Alex is almost 29, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow, we're 26, 27, 28. Enjoy, ah. it, while we, enjoy it while we can. Um, yeah. He goes, 
I know he's exactly like, who said oh, this. Oh, like, how, this Mm-mm. was when you guys were gone, so it was just me and my girlfriends. And he was like, how old are you guys? I was like, oh, we're 26. And he goes, oh, my God, really? You guys look so good for your age. I know exactly who said that because he said it to me, too. No. Yeah. No, he didn't. He was like. And I was like, sir, like, you you don't get it. Like, we're literally. Well, he didn't take he a bad was, way. He was saying, like, that he called me old, basically, and was like, you look. But he was like, oh, my God, you don't look 26. You guys don't look 26 at I mean, all. Like, you 21. look so good for your age. Oh. But I'm not understanding. Are, does, do we look 30 and we look good? <laughs> no, he was saying that he thought that we were like 20 he, he thought we were his age like 22 and he was shocked that we were 26 yeah oh. and i was like what do you what do you think i'm supposed to look at at 26 like one of them said have like have birthday to me and then he was like how old did you turn and i was like 27 he goes no i thought you were like 23 or 24 and I was, yeah and like, like wait how old's alex and he's like no she's not and i was like what the fuck is that supposed to mean i know what? isn't that so but weird i also think like when you were like 21 like 26 7 8 sounds so old i can't yes. gauge them these days the, they, the, they were 23 the one was 21 Oh, they were geez, 23. Worse. I was on the subway to the Yankees game the other day, and there was a bunch of kids, and they were drinking out of like plastic bags. And I'm like, well, I'm like, are you guys 19 or are or are you 25? Like, I have no idea these days. Mm. I well, can't tell between 18 and 30. I'm like, I have no idea. That's why I said to him, I was like, in your 20s, everyone looks the same. Like, yeah. what do you mean? Like all the interns, yeah. I could never guess. If anything, age. I feel like I like when I was 22, I looked. Ugh, like older like not older but like less refined like i looked like weird i used to look exhausted yeah like i was ugh, like can okay. you get some botox your look <laughs> is freaky how different you look yeah in you la look so different with here. long hair alex like even my mom was like is this the same person i i don't know i look i do i look drastically different and you look older back then you look younger now it's why is that i don't know i don't know it's like i literally remember that comparison i did of like the first day we we met versus now i'm like why do you look like you're 10 years older i know you look so I think it's your hair i think it might be there ponytail i agree though like i don't know what it is that happened i have been like really taking care of my skin though I've become like obsessed with it it might be that you just seem brighter too maybe it's just because like you're in an environment that you're like happier i like yeah 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 that that actually might be it i'll yeah. take that you, yeah you're like sprightly i'll yeah. accept that it was just like crazy because I, I mean you looked incredible both ways but i'm like you almost look like you're aging backwards that's like you blonde though I you blonde photos, i like, was what? just gonna say that you Who? blonde is like a 35 year old no it is really? it doesn't look yeah it looks so i will take that any day we're gonna have to redo the photos when this episode comes out yeah like, here they are yeah we'll have to pop you blonde up. though like when it pops up i'm like excuse Excuse me? Yeah. Oh, because of TikTok. Yeah. I see it. Oh, like, huh? my God. Yeah. Ew. I love you. I love the dark hair. It's per. It's I would perfect. be a brunette forever. But yeah. It's funny. You don't seem like the type that would change your hair color. Like, you're pretty, like, structured. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, uh... Chaos. Chaos. <laughs> I went through some, uh... Chaos. I hate... I, I Honestly, I did because I hated my life. And I was like, I need some pizzazz. Do you like your life now? I love my life now. Good. Not every day. There are still days I still cry. But overall. Overall. Like, I don't know if it's, we might need to cut this out because it might be a little morbid. I think I said it to you guys the other day, but like a year ago, if I, someone was like, you're going to die tomorrow, I'd be like, no, I'm going to have so many regrets. Like, I'm not fulfilled yet. But then 
now if someone's like, you're going to die tomorrow, I would be more content with it because I feel like I've lived, this past year, I've lived way more of a fulfilled life than I have in like all my other years. My mom used to say, my mom literally to my face, she'd be like, she used to say I was so boring. She'd be like, you're so boring. Like you, you're boring. I don't feel like moms ever say that. So it must have been. It must have been bad. It must have been pretty boring. <laughs> I was boring. I was so boring. I literally was so boring. You're not boring now. No, I'm fun now. Like, comment, subscribe, <laughs> leave a review. <laughs> Follow us on Snapchat. Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. Make sure to leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. And um, thumbs up on YouTube. Watch YouTube. Subscribe to YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Especially if you're still here at this point. Yeah. And um, we love you. We love you. We hope you have a great week. <laughs> rock on cassettes, drugs, rock on. and. <laughs> Sex, drugs, and rock and yeah. roll. <laughs>